say? <laughs> that, was, that was the lady. Uh, all right. Uh, Wait, were we going to edit this? Because nothing's ever going to be as good as the last cold open we had. Oh, well, I figure we're probably going to have to edit it. Camille, uh, Camille puts in more work on this than any of us, so... Um, <laughs> And, and knows more about it. So, all right. Uh, in five, four. And welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot? Um, I'm Luke. Pretty sure. Pretty sure I'm Luke. Uh, got Riley wearing the best keeper kit known to mankind. Thank you, Icarus FC, for sponsoring our Sunday <sighs> League. FC Union but Sporting Racing Team Club. That is 21. This is. 21. Established 21. I'm proud uh, to wear it. We we got Ben Jammin uh, up there at Werner Park. I think that's at Werner Park. Yeah. Just beautiful, sunny yeah. afternoon at Werner Park. Yeah. Um, and coming to us from a dungeon somewhere, um, <laughs> just no, if you're not okay, blink twice. Uh, we've got uh, Sports Center top ten star Joe Brito. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming out. So you're not yet at front of the pod status, uh, but by the end of this, we we hope you are. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So I had a tight seventy five and be good to go. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's not like I have work in the morning or he's no. got a. No, I'm sure. I'm sure Jay's trainings happen late in the yeah. day, so that everybody can maximize their evening hours. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we have have a couple bits of news. Um, Ricky is going on international duty. Uh, Ricky Rivera uh, for Puerto Rico, starting probably this weekend. I think the first games for CONCACAF Nations League, isn't it? Um, yes. No, all right. Ben, Ben's very certain about it being Nations League, so I will trust him on this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, I pay a lot of attention. Uh, Ricky's last stint with the Puerto Rican national team uh, brought four goals and some some great results there. Uh It'd be be good to get him out there. Definitely, definitely happy for him. We wish him all the best. And um, I, I I can't remember the the nickname for the Puerto Rican national team, but uh, assuming I have access to it, I'll be watching those games uh, to see to see him. I was play. about I was about to make some guesses, and then I realized that that had the potential to be horribly offensive, even if I didn't <laughs> intend it to be. So I'm gonna look it up, and if I if I find it out, I'll let you know. All right. Um, and the other news, uh, after our nil-nil draw, both Camille and I were wrong on our predictions, go figure, um, is last week there was a U.S. Open Cup game. Um, I, I know no one has seen what the result was. I don't know what it is. Because- so I'm going to interrupt this segment and let you know that uh, they're referred to as the Blue Hurricane. So El Hurricane Azul. Is the Puerto Rican national team, which is pretty dang like badass. Yeah, no, that, that's a great one. Yeah. Um, but speaking of hurricanes, uh, there was not one in Minnesota this time Hey-o! around in the Open Cup. Beautiful. Uh, 
and uh, Union Omaha swept in, swooped in, I, I'll even say, a battle of the birds, and uh, yeah. scored two goals. Uh, we don't even need a soundboard. We we've got uh, we got Ben Turner here to make bird noises. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's, been, uh, it's been a long. That, that was a terrible owl, there. though. No, I know. That was awful. <laughs> um, uh, but it was a great ninety minutes. Say that. Yeah, yeah. It was done in ninety minutes. That was perfect oh, for a Wednesday night. No, it was great. None of this like extra time and penalties. All right, Jeff. So we got scored on the sixth minute. Why'd you let that happen? <laughs> I, I don't know. I won't let it happen again against Kansas City, though. I promise you that. Okay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. No, that, that, yeah. that's some good, good goal setting. Um, yep. Seventh minute, just as bad. So don't let that happen either. <laughs> uh, but we went down very early. Um, yeah. None of us were able to make the trip up due to various reasons. Some people got back from the Dominican. Uh, some people... Do I still look tan? I still look pretty tan. I, I, I can't tell. It might just be the, the reflections <laughs> at Werner Park. Uh, <laughs> but we're, we're all watching the game at home, watch party. Six minutes in, we get scored against. People at, at the watch party at the corner kick uh, start to worry that this is going to be a bloodbath. I mean, we're we're going I, up to Minnesota. I did hear a seven nil at one point. I won't lie; I heard someone say seven nil. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's almost as two... bad as my worst loss in club history prediction against the Fire. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were two two diehard fans uh, who just lit like first ones who showed up there. We get scored against in the sixth minute, and they just leave cursing. They're like, oh, "God damn it! I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch this happen. I'm not going to watch this happen at a bar and be that emotional around everybody." It's just, <laughs> I just left. Um, not, not to doubt, not to say that they are any less fans for being that emotionally charged. That understanding that being in a bar, if we were going to be full of a hundred people, if we were going to get our asses handed to us was probably not the best place for them. It's a claustrophobic environment after a couple of years of being at home to like yeah. be out there with your emotions like that. I yeah. get it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> Joe, would you like to enlighten the people as to what actually happened? Well, we came back and we had a great two to one victory. So I hope they ended up watching the rest of the game, but. Uh, I, Riley and uh, Luke, were you guys worried? I mean, uh, I've, I'm. It's one of those things. I've seen the team be down one 0 before. It's not the death. It's not a death sentence that everyone thinks it is. So I was just kind of like, I'm just watching, seeing see what was going to happen. I'm continually boredom sentence, but it is very rarely a death sentence. I, I'm continually mindful of the fact that MLS squads maybe not throwing their starting 11 at us, but when you've got two designated players starting for Minnesota United, um, not, not to call out salaries for us too badly. Sorry, Joe, but <laughs> one of those yeah. players gets paid probably five times what our squad does. Um, 
entire squad and that's atrocious but just kind of says what adrian uh adrian heath who still has a job as of right now um i i'm sure minnesota fans are real happy about that but i the level he was willing to commit with he's got a congested schedule had a game the weekend before has game the weekend after playing a third division side didn't need to start two dps um that that shows to me even if he's not putting in his best uh starting 11 he was taking the game seriously he was not coming in uh violently underestimating us and you know the fact that they controlled possession. They had a lot of chances, but we, in looking at it, we had continually more and more and more shots, chances. And a lot of those, uh, I, I was surprised looking back through it and looking through the ESPN match minutes, uh, how many times Rashid's long ball up front uh, may, opened up for a great play. I mean, it led to our first goal with uh, with Hugo out there. Um, I forget who got the actual assist off of that. Uh, JP. It was JP. It yeah. was JP. Okay. Yeah. Um, the man with JP. Head. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, when he's not going sideways to get a header in, he's assisting. Um, <laughs> but oh, we we've seen Rashid get assists on fields longer than um, Allianz. And he almost got one in stoppage time after his hockey assist to Hugo, almost got one to Hugo, uh, the 45th plus five. Can you just call him an old MLS assist at this point? Didn't MLS used to track hockey assists? I, I'm sure it did, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not the man who does the data dump. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But I I think you know Joe, you've got an amazing foot. Like your your ability to take free kicks, corners, um, you're you're just opening up a lot of opportunities out there. And the fact that you're it it seems like you're just getting warmed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've heard some great things about you uh, through your college career. Um, uh, apparently nicknamed Big Joe Brito. Uh, yeah, I've never heard that one. So. <laughs> all, right, all right. Well, uh, I, I'm just uh, just going to go with that. <laughs> but you, your your ability to get, service the ball in into dangerous space again and again, league play, and in this Open Cup game, uh, is putting so much pressure on these teams that are already hurting from our, our counter-attacking style. Right. Where did you get so good at those, those services? I mean, were you born um, with a golden foot? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think in college, um, we really emphasized like set pieces and stuff, both defending it and attacking it. Um, and we had a player when I was an underclassman who was really like amazing at set pieces. He would kick it consistently exactly where the coach wanted it every time. Um, so I would just practice with him doing it all the time after practice, before practice. Um, and then eventually once I was an upperclassman, I took over the responsibility of set pieces. So 
um, we had really high standards and expectations. So it just helped me um, just kind of be used to doing it all the time and consistently, no matter the circumstance, no matter the score, um, putting in a good ball into the, the right space that we wanted in. So. And you did your, your collegiate career at UNC Charlotte, correct? Right. Yep. How, how did that program like really, really build you into the kind of player that Jay Mims is going to, to pick up and then start every, in almost every single game? Yeah, it's, I think my college career really helped me just fit in well with um, Omaha over here because we played the same formation. Um, we also like to press at college. So um, when I came here, I found it really easy to adapt and to do what Jay was asking of me. Um, so it was definitely a lot different when I went from the Revs to Charlotte. I had to adjust to these demands of like pressing 442, um, stuff like that. Like when you get the ball, play vertically instead of going backwards and keeping it. Um, so just stuff like that just really helped me transition smoothly to um, the Union Omaha. Uh, can, I ask, can I ask a few questions about sort of the early career then? Yeah. Um, so you were, you were in the Revs Academy in high school. What, uh, what sort of, what was the decision to go to college? Um, so Did you have other options? Were you interested in other things? Like, uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a few other options. Um, well, I knew my parents were going to move to Charlotte for work. Um, so that kind of helped me like dictate where I was looking. Fair so, enough. um, yeah, so they were going to look and they were going to move to Charlotte. So I looked at, um, UNC Charlotte, I looked at Clemson. Um, and then I had a few schools like in New England interested, but I knew I wanted to, to be in the Carolinas with them. So, um, that's what kind of helped um, sway my decision. And also UNC Charlotte was a top rate program and they still are. So um, just all those things combined helped me decide where to go. Nice. And then uh, coming out of college, what led to like the decision to go USL League One? From my perspective, and this is just a minute to editorialize, you know, I, I think with the, with the introduction of MLS next, you know, I, I think um, certainly this year, there are less players out of college in our league than I expected. Um, okay. and so to, like, did you have a MLS next interest and, you know, what led you to a USL league one team? Yeah. Once I graduated college, um, I kind of just sat down with my family and my um, agent. Um, and we just kind of decided, like chose like then, like what we wanted to focus on, um, and at the time, obviously MLS Next hadn't start yet. So we didn't know like what to expect from it. Like where would the level be at? Um, what would the pay be like? And um, just like what would, what, what it'd be like. So um, we had to choose between USL and the MLS Next. And we decided to choose the, ML, uh, the USL um, just because things like the fan bases that USLs have that MLS Next don't have, um, like playing in these environments, like the, um, when we went to Fort Madison the first game of the season, just those hostile environments just make you a better player. So it's like things like that that were I didn't think would be obtainable in the MLS next. Um, Podcast then, appearances. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sure top, they don't top have three, that. if not top two. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking about. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, just too much unknown for the MLS next for me. So, I mean, obviously it has its benefits of being underneath the nose of an MLS team. Um, but I just thought it'd be better for my career to focus on USL. So. So you've played two home games now uh, out of 10. How do you feel? About that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we've, it's definitely been tough to just travel, travel, travel for the beginning of the season. But um, it'll be nice later on in the season when we're a little more tired. We can just stay here and play here. So, yeah, it's not been too bad. Yeah, I think it's been okay. I'm, uh, you know, it's like, well, I was like, oh, well, the games are going to start coming pretty thick and fast after this. But, like, now nah, it's another three weeks before we're over. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ben, to be fair, he's played four games in the Omaha Metro. Yeah. There's only two of them that have been at a baseball stadium. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, but I'm something pro I had to adapt to as well. <laughs> Playing in the baseball stadium has been something I had to adapt to as well. It's been, it's been different, but. Well, you, uh, we'll get into it probably a little bit later, but especially playing against uh, Northern Colorado, who has a lot of League One veterans in it, you played in that baseball stadium less than most of their team, <laughs> uh, which is definitely, it is a learning curve to play in that stadium. So especially when, uh, when looking at that as a nil-nil draw and half our guys uh, are brand new to the league, when you've got I mean, one of their star players, Ethan Vanicor Decker, who played two seasons here, uh, you got uh, Thirst Trap McLean um, out there. Uh, if you if you want a good laugh, TikTok. Uh, uh, Just in but, general, Lockie McLean. Trying to age yourself, Luke. Lockie McLean. Uh, that that. Uh, apparently is uh you know 26,000 followers which is more than their team has so uh he, he's doing something doing something on there but you look at their team and I mean heck even Eamon their coach has played on the field <laughs> about the same number as, as guys that that are on our team like how how are you able to adapt how is jay helping you to adapt as a new player who's sharing a facility that is relatively unique um in soccer in the u.s but uh you one that you're not able to to get probably more than a day of practice on before before a game yeah um yeah we do a good job of just the day before we train on the field so that just helps us get used to like the condition of the surface and stuff like that and like the dimensions of the field. Um, but other than that, um, we kind of just focus on our tactics on like what we're going to do, like how we're going to press because teams come in, like we saw with Fuego, like they still tried to play their style of playing out of the back, no matter what. Um, so we were just catching them off the press and just winning the ball in good spots. So just kind of just stick into what we're good at um, no matter like the field. Now, here's a question that I, I'm really curious to know, and I have not seen it to its full ability, uh, just the way the game's gone. Mm -hmm. Can Ryan Jiba do a throw-in across the field at Werner? <laughs> he probably can. He hasn't, we haven't tried it yet, but maybe he could. <laughs> I, I, I'm really, really wanting to see uh, you know, a throw-in, the offensive third, and it just turns out like a corner kick because Ryan's throw-ins are <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, we still have to harness his uh, throw-in abilities. But... <laughs> yeah. It's that that waiting for Rashid, uh, final, Rashid or Kevin to finally get a goal uh, on that field, and <laughs> I want to see Ryan do a throw-in assist. 
like that, uh, those are a direct free kick goal from you in front of the parliament too. Just if we're making yeah. a request list, we've had yeah, one yeah. at home in club history. So I'll see what I can do. Thank you. <laughs> it is it. weird when it is weird when Rashid's taking a goal kick. We're basically in the other team's box. So <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be an adjustment as a yeah. player. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's weird, but um, um but back to, to Minnesota. You you get uh, Hugo's goal, uh, very pretty, um, just run a play there to, to get in behind them, uh, sneak that by uh, Eric Dick. Um, <laughs> sorry, we're, we're adults here. Uh, but get, get that in there, and we, we go to the locker room tied 1-1 uh, against a very solid MLS squad. Um, and knowing what even their MLS two side was offering uh, USL one players after last year, like even their two side is competitive uh, in MLS next. How, what, what does Jay say at that point? What, what's the feeling of the locker room at half when you've tied it up in stoppage time against a, uh, MLS side that is not last in the table. Yeah, it was it was a really positive locker room at halftime, um, especially after the way we started. Um, we were just all encouraging each other to just keep the momentum because we felt like it was starting to shift towards us. Um, so we were just focusing on just bringing that into the second half, which is what we did. Um, so everyone was just really positive and just encouraging each other in the locker room at halftime. Now, second half. Uh, it starts out pretty good. You um, in. get some fouls, uh, some some shots, and then you get a goal in the fifty-first minute. Yeah, tell you, us about the goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, was, that was a good first goal to get. Um, <laughs> I just knew I saw on the ball when JP looked up to cross it. Um, I thought he was going to play it to me first, but I think he went for Hugo. Um, and I was just hoping maybe the center back would try to flick it out towards the, uh, where I was. Um, luckily that happened. It came right to me. Um, and I knew that I had to take a good first touch because it was just coming out of the air. And I knew their um, right back was just going to sprint right at me. So focused on my first touch, brought it right down to my foot and just struck it at the goal. And it was a great feeling to see it go in the top bigs there. So, yeah. Now, uh, I noticed your socks were already very high. Were you planning on that sliding celebration? Um, I wouldn't say I was planning it. That's just how I wear my socks. But <laughs> I definitely thought about it before the game. Like the grass was perfect for a knee slide, so it might have been premeditated. But it was a great right. slide. Yeah, no, it, it was, was a it fantastic was... slide. Yeah, it, that's it a good just, distance. Uh, on it. Yeah. I forget what commercial it was, but there's some some commercial out there where a guy just starts the knee slide and just keeps going throughout the stadium. <laughs> like that's exactly what I what was going through my head as you just like wet for ten feet on that slide. Uh, you also like but, laid completely flat back there for a second. That was also really yeah. I always, I always see on t I see on TV sometimes when they do knee slides, they get caught in the grass and like flip, and I didn't want that to happen, so I made sure I was leaning back. <laughs> so that wouldn't happen. Uh, all right so you, you're a studied knee slider um you know, it, 
if you uh, ever don't make it in the soccer world, which it, that seems very unlikely at this point, you can join a rock band, uh, you know, a hair metal <laughs> band. And you're good. Where, um, where does this, and give us the no bullshit answer on this. Where does this rank other career goals for you? Um, I would say quality of goal-wise, I would say probably number two. When I was on the Revs Academy, I scored a pretty nice goal from like the top of a box off a corner kick play. Um, so I would say that was probably number one, but I would say like just total combo package. This was probably number one considering like the circumstance. Um, my first pro goal against Minnesota United. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's true. It was against an MLS team. Like at the time, you don't know it's a game winner or not, right? So like, yeah. not like it was in the 90th or something. But right. I mean, now, please don't get me wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Now, if, if I recall, uh, the the assist you received was from Boxel. Um, is that is that correct, Ben? Um, yeah. No, it bounced off. Uh, it bounced off the defender's head and landed perfectly at uh, Joe's chest. Yeah, and I, I I believe that was Boxel. Who I, I I'm assuming you read uh, through all of the the comments. I, I see that you're you're in the, the social sphere enough that you're, you're probably seeing all that. And he had some choice words to, to say about their organization, but also some like detrimental words about, about ours. Uh, how does it feel that he had such crap to say about his team, but he assisted the game winning goal for you? <laughs> oh, and, and was the defender on the first goal too. Let's not, yeah. let's not forget that either. <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't see his comments. But um, I know, like, after, like, the Chicago game, like, the way they were talking, it was, like, kind of disrespectful towards us, I felt. Like, they were just kind of like, oh, this is the biggest game of their lives. Like, of course, they were going to try as hard as they could. But it's like, once you once you step onto the field, you should be playing like it's your last game anyway. So, like, just kind of a uh, weak excuse to me. I so, couldn't agree more. <laughs> it, this happens every year with preseason. Um, with... I the the best one and probably best covered games were 2021 Union Omaha goes down to to Arizona plays a few games against uh, Phoenix Rising and they're they're not televised but they're covered Union Omaha beats them every single time the the coach uh, for Phoenix Rising uh, comes out with a, a broadcast after you know quick video from their social media said oh yeah no we were just trying things we weren't out there to win and i think jay uh immediately like had something similar after seeing that um we're one of the post-game things and we went on the field we're there to win like why why else would we go out on the field uh is, is that just generally the the environment that you feel that Union Omaha is bringing to everything is we're there to win. And if we're not winning, it's there, there's a sense of it's more or less a loss. Yeah. I think that's just a good culture for a team to have is to want to win every game you play. So um, just seeing what they're saying after the games makes you kind of question what their culture is there. And maybe that's why they're in the positions they're in. So 
All right, we're gonna try not to, to, to ruin your future. Run, so be careful. You know, not <laughs> on, shots fired. You saw how many fans Minnesota had there. Nobody's hearing this. No, I don't. <laughs> everybody's freaking out about getting tickets to the uh, Kansas City game when like it's gonna be like there's gonna be three full sections and like every other one's gonna have like five people in it. Uh, well, those sections I believe are sold out now. I, I believe sold out two sections. Yeah. Well, two sections fully sold out, and the other one had 30 tickets as of this afternoon. Um, so they they allotted 400 seats for Union Omaha supporters. Well, Union Omaha fans in general, supporters bought a good portion of that. And as of this broadcast, uh, well over 300 tickets have been sold uh, to Union Omaha fans. So it, it may not be quite uh, filling the cauldron down there um, in Kansas City, which I, as a fan of Kansas City, uh, not above Union Omaha, but I, I enjoy having one team that's not going to do well every year. Um, you know, Bayern Munich, Ajax, I'll always, always handle, handle things. Real man well. of the people there, Luke. Real man of the yep. people. <laughs> uh, Sporting Kansas City, on the other hand, uh, I mean, they're dead last in the, the league table. Uh, um, as, after the, the loss to Vancouver. So that that's definitely definitely something to uh I don't think they're going out there with that winning environment. Now get getting back to the uh, the Minnesota United game. There were a number of chances following that. Um obviously it was very much a Union Omaha game where we win. Uh, we had maybe 25% possession um, and just dominated every chance we had. Uh, I feel where versus a game where we have, you know, 60% possession and squeak by on a draw. Uh, especially in those like last 10 minutes when Minnesota is like, crap, we actually have to turn it up. What, what was the feeling? Um, what was the feeling within the team? What were the words being exchanged between between all the players trying to to pull out and, and lock down for the win? Yeah, I feel like on the field where everyone was very confident in our ability to like hold out the result. But like once I like got subbed, I think it was like the 81st minute, like I was like a nervous <laughs> wreck on the sideline because it felt like the longest like 10 minutes ever for me. Um, because like there's nothing I could do on the sideline. So I was just hoping we could hold it out. Um, they on the field were all confident, um, just doing what we do best. Um, Connor was being the great captain that he is, just keeping us encouraged, keep reminding us like the little things to um, not mess with the ball in dangerous spots and to just stay solid, stay tight so that they couldn't play through us and they'd have to go around us. Um, so just little things like that. This is a little off topic, but I missed my, I missed the first natural <laughs> window and you kind of opened the one. <laughs> You cracked one just a little bit, but talking about sort of uh, the captaining of Connor Doyle, how does, you know, your first year pro, you're coming into a quasi established team, right? Like a lot of turnover here, but like, how does, how do you assimilate into the culture and, you know, how do guys like Connor help set those culture expectations for you as a player? Yeah, I think Connor's someone that everyone on the team looks up to. Um, he's obviously had like an amazing career. Um, and he's a great player. He's probably the best player I've ever played with. So 
Um, he's just someone that I can look up to and learn from, um, just see what he does on and off the field and just try to um, bring that into my own career and life. Um, but he's just kind of, he's just a great captain, you know, he just, he just knows everything already. Cause he's played for so long, way longer than we have. So um, it's just someone you can trust and someone you can learn from. So that's all you can really ask from a captain. Nice. And then well, how does that carry over sort of into the locker room? Like, you know, I, I, I assume you were a leader on your team in college. Jay doesn't really, you know, sign guys who aren't. Um, and so, you know, how do you, how do you fit in to a new team like this? Yeah, I fit in pretty well. I mean, everyone here was really welcoming. Um, so like right away, I felt like I was at home. Um, there's no like clicks or anything like that. Like, everyone everyone's friends everyone talks um and I think we have a really good locker room environment um our locker room is like the perfect size it's not too big so like everyone can talk to each other and um we try to always have music on to keep uh like you know like good energy in there and get ready for practice for the games so um just stuff like that that's made it really easy for me to adjust from college to to here so uh, all right Bringing up the locker room, um, for, well, first to backtrack a little bit to something you said, uh, you're saying Connor knows uh, or Connor has so so much knowledge, and I'm pretty sure if Connor were on this, he would be saying, I have so much more to learn, which to me is always just the most impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, just uh, His dedication to everything is just nuts. Uh, but to, to the locker room point, you're DJing. Mm. What are your top three songs uh, to get you pumped up for a game? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Um, Riley's judging say... you so hard right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Riley, Riley judged me so hard recently. I was like, oh man, this song I just heard. I love this song so much. It's my new favorite song. It's incredible. And he's like, dude, that was like Union Omaha's locker room song last year. <laughs> uh, i'd probably say i would say anything from like kanye west he's got some good pump up songs um yeah some some from kanye west probably my favorite like stronger that's a good pump up song for me so fabulous all right now favorite victory song victory song hmm I mean, you've had, you've had some opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm so I'm usually so excited after I'm not listening to the the songs that are being played, but I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to think about that when I get back to you. I gotta think about it. Uh, all right, all right. Well, you tweeted uh, us at WGAH Media on Twitter. All right, you uh, go. No, we're not WGAH Media <laughs> oh, on Twitter. Gosh, I think we're just... WGAH Pod. Yeah, whatever you you're Fine. you know where our Twitter is. Yeah, yeah. Um, now. The follow-up to the music. Who's the best dancer? The best dancer. I would say probably Shivani. Shivani likes to dance. All right. Okay. He likes to dance, but is he the best dancer? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got both. He <laughs> likes it and he's good. All right. All right. That, that, that's fair. That's fair. Because uh, obviously some of these guys are, are putting out some of the celebrations on, on Instagram. So just getting getting that little bit of the inside the locker room feel there. Uh, yeah. How do you now, like Omaha? How's, like it, how's it a lot. Omaha been? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously from Connecticut, so it's pretty similar to that as far as like things to do. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really know what to expect when I came out here because I've never been to this part of America, but I think it's exceeded my expectations, to be honest. Nice. I, that was what I found when I moved here from Connecticut, yeah. um, you know, sometime definitely in your lifetime. <laughs> uh, Just double check that on Wikipedia. Yeah, probably not, man. Probably not. <laughs> no, no, I definitely but, did. Uh, uh, as far as, you know, Jay getting you to come to Omaha, um, I don't know if you came out for any of the, the trials, uh, if you had experience here before you signed, or if you signed not knowing, you just knew that you were going to fly over country. <laughs> no, so actually I was playing at a... Take a bait, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was playing at a combine in Florida, um, and there was a lot of teams there. So that's where Jay originally saw me, and that's where we got in contact. Um, so then after that, he invited me to the combine that they had here. So that was the first time I actually came here. Um, and then after the combine, they invited me to stay for preseason. So I was here for like a good month before I signed. All right. Um, what was your number at the combine? My number? That's a good question. <laughs> no, because I, I just want, I want to see if like I had, is there picked out a few? Uh, oh, nice. At our, at our like, combine? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what number I had. That's a good question. <laughs> Jack Yates. Jack Yates has the footage, Luke. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to <laughs> harass Jack. Jack, if you're listening, um, if they pay you enough to, to listen to our dulcet tones, uh, <laughs> let, let us know. Uh, now, now I'm curious, Ben. I'm curious. Oh, what I was oh, doing on the day Joe Brito was born? Yes. I was in Ohio celebrating my grandma's 80th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, yeah. it's a good, apparently it's a good birthday. No, it's a great birthday. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh, I was like, yeah. So Joe was alive when I moved to Omaha. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Michael uh, Jordan's birthday too. Thanks. This is my grandma, so I never I never paid uh I never paid a lot of attention, but we're in, uh... <laughs> oh. Uh, all right, so confirmed. Match one, quick turnaround. Uh, who do we play? Hailstorm. Yeah, we don't. Even, great, great coverage. Yeah, <laughs> did a great job yeah. of wrapping up this game. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I got. I actually have another. I have another question for Joe about uh, Minnesota. Uh, give us top three things you'll remember about this game. Obviously one of them is going to be the goal, but like what else, what else is going to be like really memorable about the game, the night? Um, I think seeing the stadium for the first time, it was a really impressive stadium. It's probably the nicest one I've ever played in. Um, I would say that I would say probably after the game, celebrating with the fans that traveled there. Um, we all went over to the corner that they were at and celebrated with them. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then probably the third thing is just in the locker room with the guys, everyone's just really happy and excited and celebrating. So those are probably the three things for me. I got to agree with you, Joe. I went to the, uh, U S Honduras game there in February and yeah. it, it was 
I was blown away. It was, it's yeah, crazy. It's really stuff like that is yeah. stateside now. Yeah. Riley, how many toes do you have after that game? Do you have all toes? Yeah, I've got all yeah. 10. It was only negative 12. I don't know what you're complaining about. <laughs> I've been outside and cold. And, no, I mean, it was cold. I'm not going to be that person. It was pretty cold, but it was, I mean, I layered enough. It was fine. Oh. Oh, and I got a selfie with Alexi Lawless that I'm just waiting for the perfect opportunity to make a meme out of. Um, there, there's like. Star for some other time. I, I just never say that you took a photo with Lexi Lawless. I, I, that, I'm saying that I took sorry, it sorry, Joe, pretense, Lexi, but uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm saying if Joe is, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, no, but I actually got into a Twitter argument with him once. <laughs> I'm not oh. even surprised by that, but I kind of want to hear this. Yeah, yeah, no, now you got to tell the story. Uh, so he was uh, talking about Portugal, which is my country, so he said that Portugal only beats bad teams. So I sent him like a screenshot on Twitter of them beating like good teams. And then he kind of came back. I mean, I don't remember what it said, but yeah, we kind of exchanged a few tweets. Yeah. That, so that, that sounds about like him. He's a professional troll. Yeah. <laughs> no free clout, uh, though. We're not here to give clout to Alexi Lawless. <laughs> no, no, we're giving it to Joe Brito because Joe Brito took it to Lexi Lawless. Yeah. That's true. yeah the thing. The other thing that like drives me nuts is like there's this there's a pretty famous picture of him in like a World Cup locker room wearing a uh, like a t-shirt of the college I went to because his dad was a professor there uh, for like two years and it's like his lucky shirt and like that always drives me nuts that like I have that connection with him and that like I love that. <laughs> uh, all right. This all concludes right. our uh, shit on members of the 90s U.S. men's national team portion. <laughs> we'll uh, wait, wait, wait. face in Greenville uh, in two weeks, right? We'll bring back this segment again. Yeah, I, I was going to say because uh, John Hark's Wish congratulations to Union Omaha following that. Um, he followed Omaha Parliament uh, on Twitter. Um, just saying, Jamin for the Omaha might, job. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm starting this rumor right here. Uh, John Harks is dying to come actually win a championship um, in USL League One and would like to move to Omaha. Championship um, game. Championship game. Yes. Championship game. They they have never won a championship game. Never and that technically they've never not lost a championship game. That that is also true. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, a, sorry, Joe. That that's a little bit uh, League One history. Uh, we're yeah. still very bitter about it. Uh, they so they got a. Uh, here's a legit question for uh, definitely Luke, definitely Riley, and Joe. If he's feeling very courageous, how many more wins before? Uh, J Mims is gone next year for sure in the U.S. Open Cup. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, okay. Let, let's 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 rephrase the question to a more acceptable way. How many how many how many wins in the U.S. Open Cup more in this run does Jay need to establish himself as a legitimate MLS coach candidate? Zero. Um, I, I think beating Peter Vermees in an Open Cup game would solidify because Vermees has a history of the Open Cup. Um, he's led sporting to, what, three um, under his tenure? Two or three. But that itself is just 
Vermees is one of the few coaches in MLS that continues to take U.S. Open Cup seriously. Um, they face they good sides. Chance to make a quick correction. They had 14,000 people at their last Open Cup game. Yeah. And they're a 22,000-person stadium, I believe. Yeah. Uh, which, and granted, that was a midweek MLS game. But if you look at the seating map, they're already filling up for that, um, for the next game. It, it should be a very good environment. Um, and I think if J-Mims and Union Omaha can, can go in and, you know, beat the last ranked team or last place team in the West in MLS, uh, but one of the few survivors in, in the Open Cup, that, that says he... Jay has the chops. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, I, you know, obviously I'm uh, team JMMs all the way, but it's a, that, that is one thing that's, so I've been wandering around my house lately. I've been wondering is like, you know, I, I think one of the things that's happened is MLS has gotten more, uh, the, the quality of the league, particularly the top end has gone up is mm-hmm. like your chance to make wildcard hires. Like, you, you know, 10 years ago, there'd been a, been a slam dunk. Now it's like, well, why are you hiring a guy from the third division? So, you, you know, at, at some point there needs to be like a provable resume. I'm not advocating for this. I'm just, we're all adults here talking in the abstract. Um, you know, you know, at, at what point in does the U S open cup run, you know, does it become the like basketball coach? Now, now Ryan's not on here. We're not going to talk college sports, but anyway, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, it's one thing I've been wondering. Joe, do you have any thoughts or would you prefer to sit this one out? <laughs> I'm not feeling courageous. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine. We're certain Jay Mims does not listen to the podcast, but that's still a very smart decision on your part. <laughs> uh, Jay may not. But <laughs> others in his things household Please get back to Jack. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, okay. Uh, going to going to the standard questions that I feel like you have to ask in every interview. Mm. Um, dream vacation. <laughs> Never asked anyone that. My dream vacation. Uh, I love going to Portugal. It's probably lives in Portugal. It's my probably favorite city in the world. So I'd like to go during like, the season because I usually go in the summer so I can't watch any games there so I'd like to go like during their season to watch their games all right see that that was about on par where I thought it was going to be uh it was either that or the Azores uh <laughs> Azores are nice but, but, um I want to go to that one place with 100 foot waves in Portugal oh yeah, yeah I've been there before yeah place looks sick uh, yeah uh, where do you see yourself in five years? In five oh, years. This, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you bring up my, my job interview questions. What's the last thing you fixed and how did you fix it? <laughs> well, that was Minnesota United. We already know that answer to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you um, in five years, I just, hope, I just hope I'm still playing soccer. You know, just hopefully my career keeps progressing upwards. So that's what it is. We'll start listening to the years. podcast regularly because the last guy who listened to the podcast regularly is now thriving in the championship. So, yeah, 
hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, he and is really the only reason is that he listened to the podcast. There's literally <laughs> no. I mean, he it had nothing to do with uh, extensive uh, European play or the like. Uh, you know, not none of that. I mean, we're talking uh, about the best friend of the pod, right? We are talking about best friend of the pod. Uh, I don't know. Oh, well, I, I'd say I, I think Jay Mims might be the best friend of the pod. I would have said Luke's mom, but yeah, yeah, it's between. Uh, I mean, three. it's between those three. Uh, Tony and Tina might be taking that from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> they love the show. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, ben, what, what, what do you have to Oh man, uh, I want to know about what products that you really believe in and why. <laughs> what <Well>, products? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you have a particular like, brand of insoles you believe in? Because, you know, like, oh, yeah. uh, I, ride, I ride bikes uh, and I need, wait. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm going to need new insoles soon because these ones are pretty worn out. Yeah, Keurig insoles, you got to try them out. Yeah, tell me all about them. Do you use them yourself? I do. Yes, I use them in my cleats. Um, after my like during my senior year in college, I had some pretty bad heel pain. Um, so it kind of worked out when they came to me about a sponsorship. And once I started using their insoles in my sneakers and my cleats, the heel pain went away. Um, and also, they have like grips in the insoles for your soccer cleats, so that just helps my foot stay in place as well. So that's yeah, been been useful. So. Nice. Do you have like a promo code or anything if I wanted to yes. like time out and save money? Yes, you can use the Brito 10 promo code. You'll get 10% off. Oh, hell yeah. I actually, I actually, all jokes aside, I didn't think of it until just now, but I really do need new insoles. <laughs> wondering about where I'm going to get them. And I do see that Curex has a bike one. So I'm going to have they to do. check out. I will report back. Sounds good. Well, uh, Thoughts on the next game? We've got who are we at Chattanooga next? Yeah. Chattanooga, well, I suppose, I, Joe, do you have anything to add about the game on Saturday? Um, yeah, it was a tough, tough one to come off that emotional win we had. Um, it was a short turnaround. So um, you know, it was just a kind of frustrating game to tie zero zero. We've been getting a lot of draws in league play, so um it was just frustrating, but I mean it's kind of expected to be a tough one, especially after our Wednesday game. So did you guys fly or drive to Minnesota? Uh, we drove. Yeah. So yeah, MLS yeah, got like beaten by a team there. that arrived on a bus. Got <laughs> 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 um, uh, True story. What, what do you know about Chattanooga and like how you protect your wrist. Without giving anything away, how is Jay preparing you for it? Yeah, um, I don't know much about Chattanooga. Obviously, I haven't played them yet. Um, right now, we're just kind of um, getting the last two games out of our legs. So now we're going to start our training sessions. are going to be tailored towards Chattanooga. We'll start watching film on them. Um, so, yeah, not much that I know yet about them. Um, I know that they're a pretty physical team. Um, that's what I heard a couple of guys talking about. So. That's about all I know so far, but just remember they are the second best third divisions team in Chattanooga. The second best, yeah. 
Can you get MC better? And also, that was a serious comment, Joe. Protect your ribs. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Um, oh, yeah. You know, they didn't have lights the first season we played them, and we had to have a game rescheduled because uh, a storm rolled in and it lasted until sunset. And so we had to reschedule. (laughs) And our club is currently 0 2 in history and rescheduled games. So it was a source of some bitterness. Well, that and uh, they they did break a a player's ribs in that rescheduled match. Wow. So, yeah. Um, Protect your ribs. Remember, there will be storms. Yeah. Um, And remind that flashlight goal celebration, if you can come up with one. That that would be a good one. Uh, Also, uh, just remind them, second best third division squad in Chattanooga. All right. I'll remind them. Also, yeah. with all this information, have a safety plan on how you're going to get home safely. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the, the the fans of the second or the first best uh, third division squad will help him get home if he uh, if he brings that up. Uh, yeah. no. Send him a tweet uh, and tell them you said that after the game. They'll love you forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that is, they are a very tough squad. Uh, we've had limited success against them in the past because they are such a physical team extremely yeah and um i i would i would definitely say it's they're probably going to be fired up due to the tragedy that did happen in chattanooga um recently uh it would be would be definitely something our our sincere uh prayers uh thoughts as much as i hate saying that uh do go out to the the victims in chattanooga so this is going to be be a very serious game for them um i'm sure it'll have some extra meaning so do do wish you the best as you get down there um and now back to uh to a more more fun note what do you know about Greenville? Mm. <laughs> Not much. I know it's in South Carolina, but other than that. Well, you almost played at Clemson from what you told us. So uh, <laughs> now that that's a team that, like us this year, has done very well in previous years and isn't doing so hot at the beginning of the year. But uh, it, is there it an is, excuse that they have a super deep cup run they're involved with? Oh no! Sorry, they in all the wins and even the draw in that that like they're doing perfectly fine. Oh, that's yeah, not, no, that's not the case. For no, them. That that's not the case for them. Oh, no. um, they, they have a washed up '90s uh, um, U.S. and national team star as their coach. Uh, but that that is one where they, there's always some some good banter between the fans and everything. But there's the belt. I was going to ask you, yeah, no. what happens if you win? I do not yeah. know. Oh, it, there's... Bring it out. So so what <sighs> you're telling us is they're doing a terrible job of sharing team culture. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Luke's going to go get the help. Riley, yep. you're great at asking questions. Give, a, give, give Joe a question. Um, Joe, what is one thing that you do on game day that you think 
puts you in the mindset to play? Um, I like to watch uh, soccer games that are on. Um, so, like, the other day I watched the Champions League final. Um, so, I like just watching the best of the best do it, and it helps me just visualize my game and how I want to play. Now, who are you going for in the Champions League final? So you can alienate half of Omaha yeah, yeah, one way or the other. Now, now <laughs> that's the real polarizing questions. I mean, I was going for – I was, like, rooting for Real Madrid just because I have a few friends that are Real Madrid friends, and Ronaldo used to play there. So that's who I was rooting for. But, I mean, if Liverpool won, it would've, I would have been fine with that too. So are you a Man U fan now? No, I'm a Benfica fan, but, like, I root for Ronaldo. Oh, so. God, I hate you even more. <laughs> yeah, they beat Ajax. So I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I always well, root for Portuguese Ajax clubs and, in, in the yeah. Champions League. Uh, all right. Well, this beauty could be yours to take home on the tr- – or, I guess, into the locker room because – but <laughs> – yours to take on the plane in your carry-on luggage (laughs) uh it has done that although i'm going down to greenville this time so that'll be uh coming back with me hopefully there but it this is probably the trophy that has the worst carbon footprint of any trophy in lower league soccer (laughs) uh because it has been to greenville well, it went to Greenville for the final in 2020, which didn't happen, so it came back to Omaha. Uh, then it went there in 2021, came back. Uh, they did win it, so it went there, but then came back for the final where it was handed off again. So, I mean, really out of, like, any lower league trophy in the world, uh it's really just racking up the miles. So carbon footprint, it looks great on anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, real sparkly, great photo ops. It even makes and, me look good. So, I mean, it does make Riley look good. And that, that's saying something. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Joe, uh, th- thanks for sticking around with us. Um, I know we, we're, we're dragging you out on a, a Tuesday night. Um, when you're living in the heart of Blackstone and there are so many better options. Yeah. Um, Jay does pay us extra to make these run long when we have players on. <laughs> yeah, no, especially um, when he is going to announce a surprise 5 a.m. practices. Uh, <laughs> but I, I believe we only have one last question, unless, Ben, you have anything else? Uh, I'm good. I actually, I feel uh, this has been great. Thank you yeah. so much, Joe. For coming on yeah, thank you welcome, welcome. thank you for having me guys good luck yeah, in your you basement <laughs> thank you yeah the one and, you live uh, in not the one the team is currently in <laughs> factor in, wow. in, in, wow. in wow. <laughs> Look, i already said it factor in the cup run and we're like we're doing just fine mm-hmm. yeah uh, all right so our last question and this is your first time here so this is a question for everybody our tens of fans are going to judge you if you get this right or wrong. It's hundreds, Ben Turner. I know, I know. Your, your mother and father might judge you for this if you get it wrong. <laughs> I, I'm sure they've listened to the end. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Who gives a hoot? We, we do! do. <laughs>